Hello. Jens, what's up, man? Adam, is that you? It is. It's me. In the flesh. Yeah. In the voice. In the voice. Yeah, in the voice. In the voice. Voice behind the flesh. Voice in front of the flesh. Something like that. I want to tell everyone that I'm on the back end of a cold. So I could possibly have a coughing fit. However, I set up some special tea that's to my right. I have cough drops that are um, already unopened, so I don't make a ton of noise with unwrapping them. Mm. And I have um, crystal geyser water. <clears throat> I know it's not um, my go-to. Pull them from the, from the controversies. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm self-conscious now. I said, you know, this is my my go-to on controversies, but I'm going with something else right now at the moment. So, anyways, just giving you giving you some warning. I had to leave a meeting early tonight and last night because I was having a coughing fit. So, mm-hmm. you sure it's not COVID? Yeah, it's not COVID. You tested? You got tested? Yeah, it's not COVID. No, did you get tested for COVID? It's not COVID. So you, you didn't get tested for COVID? Yeah, right. It's not COVID. Yep. Yeah, because you didn't get tested for it. It's not COVID. I don't know where else to go with this. I don't. <laughs> well, why can't you just say you didn't get tested for COVID? That's fine. Yeah, I didn't get tested for COVID. Yeah, why, why are you so cheap as an answer to the question? I don't know, I guess that just a little, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think that people get annoyed when people don't get tested when they have a, you know, when they have something, when they're sick. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we're, what three years past the the onset of of covid and i think you know looking at not just the kind of uh the positivity rates but also uh, the immunization like the vaccinations um people have definitely decreased their their seriousness including me tell you the truth um on the on the whole process yeah yeah you know, and uh, I like also you you described how how professional podcaster you are, right? The water's wow. in place, the cough drops, no noise. Yep, yep. yep. I'm a pro now, right? <laughs> we're uh, we're what uh, nine ten months into this little 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 show. Yeah, little it's been quite a ride. Yeah, you know, if, if if you know our original listeners from you know episode one to kind of you know hearing us you know today, it's you know we've definitely evolved, you know, and there'll be continuous evolution in how we do, you know, you know the podcast. You know, we're bringing in you know more guests, more people to kind of share their experiences and, and their stories, and you know, um, you know coming out of, you know, the, the shadows, if you will, of, you know, the, the stigma of, of addiction and mental health. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's get right to it. 
<laughs> tell me everything. Oh God! We just, tell me everything. We are going to lose all five of our listeners. Now, let me preface by saying that <clears throat> I wasn't going to bring bring her up until it, it would be wrong of me to not address this in the episode because you were very in very close proximity to TS. AKA Taylor Swift, AKA the Queen, AKA Mother, AKA Ew. whatever great things you can think of calling her. You were right, you were in her presence, basically. So tell me everything. It, it wouldn't, and for our listeners, I'll say it again, it would be irresponsible for me not to bring this up, being that I've brought her up the past couple episodes, and whether you like it or not, it would be irresponsible for me as a pot, as a professional podcaster to not bring this up because you were right there with her. So go ahead. Tell me everything. Well, I, I, I will go there and I'm going to loop it around to the purpose, you know, the, the mission of our uh, podcast. Cause I, yeah, it doesn't really tie in at all. <laughs> yeah. It does, it does tie in. Shut up. Um, so, so what Adam is saying that uh, Sunday night I was at the uh, Jets versus Chiefs game at MetLife Stadium, uh, which was a prime time uh, um, game, um, eight eight twenty eight thirty kickoff. So originally, actually, I was going with an, another, uh, going with a friend uh, from Staten Island who is a big Jets fan, and we purchased the kind of tickets together. Lo and behold. Jets stink, right? Um, so he's miserable Jets fan, which is what they call themselves a long-suffering Jets fan because they haven't, they haven't won in a long time. Um, so he backs out of it and, uh, you know... He, when did he, he back out of it? I'm just curious. What? When did he back out? Was it pre-TS or... It, it was pre-TS. Okay, all right. Right. It, it, it was pre-TS in, in the sense that it wasn't known if she was going to show up to that game in New York. Because the week previous, she was in KC. Right. It was a home game. Right. So, um, you know, he's miserable. You know, he, you know he's, he's giving up his ticket, whatever, all this kind of stuff. Um, so I asked my older brother, who now lives in southern New Hampshire, who is a, a, a lifelong Jets fan. So I said, this is a scenario. Do you want to go? Uh, so he comes down you know, with his so, family. You're a lifelong Chiefs fan, obviously, and he's a lifelong Taylor Swift fan. All right, got it. Jets fan, I think. Uh, uh, all right, I got confused. Sports. Right. Sports. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he comes down. And so I think one or two days prior to the games, so like Friday or something like that, there was the announcement that there's a good chance that Taylor Swift was going to show. And for me, non-Taylor Swift fan, huge football fan, lover of the Chiefs football team, I'm not happy with her decision because the energy and, and the conversation is going to be about her. Whatever. I, I was thinking she's going to be in, in a luxury box, nowhere close to you know, where we are or that we can even see her. I can focus on the game, yada, yada. So... um. 
there was, I guess, an Instagram video the night of the game, so Sunday night, earlier in the night, where Taylor Swift is out to dinner with Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Mahomes, uh, Sophia uh, from Games of Thrones, Taylor Swift, Turner, and... Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Um, and what's her Blake name? Lively. Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds' uh, wife. I was like, all right, whatever. So they're local. You know, maybe, you know, they won't come and they'll just do like a, a New York City kind of thing. So we're outside. Um, you know, we're doing some tailgating. Then we walked in around seven-ish, you know, into it. Because he's never, my bro- older brother has never been to MetLife, never seen the Jets in person, you know, play. So it was kind of, you know, a big deal for him. So I wanted to, you know, get our seats. So, um, so he's never so so you've seen the Chiefs quite a few times. He's never seen Taylor Swift in person. Okay, got it. <laughs> Delusional much? Um, so yeah, so we we go in. Um, you know, I, I definitely paid a hefty uh, charge uh, for the tickets because I wanted to be you know you know close to the action and whatnot. So we were roughly on the fifteen yard line on the Jets the Jets side, uh, so the home team side. And um, you know, get in, we kind of, you know, they're warming up the players or whatnot. And so everyone in our section and like the collection of seats around us are constantly like turning their heads and looking like up to like where some of the luxury boxes are. Like what the hell's going on? So then the rumbling happens. Taylor Swift is up there. And oh my so God. she's in like, the she's right up here. So All you have to like do. 110, and so I want to say that it was section like 109, so right above. So, Bobber, all you have to do is turn around and look up, correct? Well, look, and then you know, I have my phone, so I like you know, zoomed in with the camera. <clears throat> oh, yeah, but, I know, I got a pick from you. <laughs> Good, pick. so there was, Good a, pick. You know, there was a bunch of like guys out there initially, and then. She like walked out from like the back area to like the front area where it's kind of like exposed, and then like everyone went ape shit. They're like, "Oh my god, tell us what, tell us what." And I'm looking and whatever. And I'm like, you know, she was like behind it, you know, a guy that was like standing up, and then she, eventually like someone I think yelled her name and like she waved down to like you know the crowd or whatnot. So I lo and behold, saw the footage of that. Yeah. yeah. So, lo and behold, you know Taylor Swift is kind of in the house. Whatever game is about to start. Of course, I'm, I'm full in, but I kid you not that. Anything, any play that happened on the field, you would have at least roughly about a hundred people turning around with their phones and taking pictures of that box, the, you know, the luxury box that she was in. <clears throat> so there's this like scruffy guy in like this brown shirt. I'm like, that guy looks very familiar. I'm like, holy shit, that's Ryan Reynolds. So like, he's in the press box. Blake Ladley shows up. Brittany, Hol- Brittany Mahomes shows up. Um, and then Hugh Jackman, you know, Wolverine shows up in, in the same press box. And, and there was another guy next to him, kind of like shorter. And my brother was like, oh, that's the director for, um, for the Deadpool series. So he, he was there too. So like pretty obviously like very, very like, you know, famous people and, and, and rich people. But like that, that's what was the whole game. Like just hundreds of people turning around constantly and just trying to take pictures of like that box and, and, and those people, which again, for me, like I, I was hoping I was like a mile away from that action, but lo and behold, I was um, right, right, right in the mix. Yeah. Was your brother really excited to see Taylor Swift aspire? So imagine going to, 
an art museum and wanting to see the Mona Lisa and then settling for like an impressionist painter that you've never heard of. <laughs> That's what this okay. experience is like, right? So he's there for the Jets. He's there for to watch a good game. He's there to ideally watch his team win and not the sideshow that was kind of, you know, created. Now, funny, now, funny thing. Like, no, this is why I should have been there with you. <laughs> um, no. Um, it's funny, like, his, uh, he has uh, my nephews. Uh, they're 12 and 11 years old, and so they're, they're into football also. And so now there's a rumor amongst, like, young people, and it's kind of out there, is, is Taylor Swift ruining football? And so I have young children. My son's about to turn six and I have a four-year-old daughter. My daughter this morning, I kid you not, out of the blue, having breakfast before school, goes, you know, Baba, which is dad in, in Turkish, she goes, Baba, is Taylor Swift ruining football? <laughs> and I just, I was just hysterically laughing. How did you respond to that? Huh? How did you respond to her? I, I, did say, I did say, no, no, you know, she yeah, isn't, sure. and, you know, you know, football is still football. Good because, I mean, you guys are three and you're three and zero because of her. So she's three and zero in the NFL. Mm, two and zero, two. No, because they were on they were on low key dating on the second game. So mm. I'm credit I'm crediting her with the second with the the first win too. So, but you didn't even hear what I just said. You just ignored it. No, because it's not true. I don't, I don't acknowledge things that are false. You think I'm just making that up? Yeah, 100%. Okay, I want you to know what I'm not. Move on. <laughs> so I want to tie into... Wait, uh, can I just say a few things? Can I Can I get in here real quick? Oh, God. Just imagine how influential one person is for everyone in that section to just like be so preoccupied with her versus like the football game that they're there for. Like that's a, that's the that's probably the most influential um, person in the world right now. Okay, yes. um, in the world, not the country, world. Um, <laughs> and, and we know all the positive stuff that she's done because of her presence at the NFL games, with the exception, put away even the winning that she's done, right? Put put aside the winning. Um, but the revenue of, um, that she's brought in for, you know, all the NFL swag, right. Um, tickets, the most sold tickets for Kansas city for, for a game since the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, this is what she's bringing to the table here and the NFL, they've been trying for years, all these dudes and their suits trying to figure out how to get this young female demographic to watch fucking football guess what yeah she did it she did true. it true that's why you know that's true how, how are we gonna get this demographic years and years yeah. oh okay it's done check <laughs> check uh, i do want to say like again in that section and surrounding sections it wasn't just you know, the women who were at that game taking pictures. I mean, there were, including myself, yeah. manly men totally, you know, 
into football and all all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Turning around and taking picture yeah. after picture. I mean, again, like a, a primetime game is probably like three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so like it wasn't just, you know, women who were excited to kind of get a glimpse of her and take pictures. I mean, there was tons of men. Um, and, and again, I was even caught up like, where is she? Is she up there? Whatever. Right. Uh, that's not and you're not a But I do want to circle it back to our mission for the com- uh, for this podcast, which is, again, like, you know, addiction, substance use, treatment, mental health. So we were, so I had two seats. So we were two seats from the end row of our kind of section. So it was two other kind of, you know, people um, to the left side of my brother. And then of course, like, you know, to the right side, which is, you know, the rest of the row. So um, a guy and his wife um, get sitting next to us, you know, and I'm wearing my chief's, you know, garb. So I have a, you know, Chief's T-shirt on, my Chief's hat on, you know, whatever. So, so it's notable. So noticeable. My brother, you know, has a chief, you know, Jets hat on, you know, uh, Jets uh, sweatshirt. So the guy comes up and, he, and he's, you know, very likable and, and friendly. He's like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "What's going on here?" or whatever. And so, like, we start telling the story, like, "Hey, we're brothers," and you know, this this is the thing or whatever. Yeah. So he was definitely under the influence for sure. And like, again, conversations about like, like my team doing good, his team not doing good. And like, you know, vice versa. And so there was a kind of like rivalry, you know, within some of the kind of conversations or whatnot, but it was, everything was like very, very friendly. There was no kind of possibility. He, this person did get into it with a, a, another Jets fan, like directly right behind him. Um, that, that putting off to the side. So like, he was then talking to another couple. He, it was him and his wife, and he, they were talking to another couple, male and female, in front of them about just marriage and saying like self-disclosing a lot. So he tells the story <clears throat> that they're from Connecticut, and he's been a, a lifelong Jets fan. This is his first game he's attended, right? In MetLife, watching the Jets. Okay, so follow story. And he's okay. belligerently drunk, like probably drunk to the point that he probably does not remember any of the conversation or any part of the game. Yeah. And, you know, at, at a certain point, like, you know, his team's kind of, you know, the Jets were doing okay a little bit. So he's getting up and like dancing. And like, again, when you're inebriated, right, you, you don't know like how much space you're taking. So he's like bumping oh. into me and the seats are close anyways. Like he was a you know fairly like, you know, big guy and i'm just like I was, I, then i started to get irritated object, object permanence is fucked up is that what it is object permanence or um not? i mean yeah depth perception yeah yeah yeah. Right. yeah like you know all of that is completely skewed and i was just getting like more and more bothered and like you know you know the game was fa- fairly close which it, sh- it shouldn't have been so yeah. the jeff fans were definitely more present in you know for the for the entire game like all the way yeah, it was the kind of game. close at the end there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and there was just a point of like him just like obviously like like getting like quieter and like softer and like just like it just hitting him like all at once like that like euphoric side of it, it was really dropping off hard and again like we were seated next to each other for like only three hours. <laughs> and yeah. But the next morning, you know, 
I'm at home and, 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 you know, we're having a quick breakfast and I'm kind of getting the kids, you know, ready you know, for school on Monday morning. And my, you know, my brother's up and, you know, his, his sons are up and I'm having the conversation. I'm like, think of the situation you, and he, and he was very upfront about like, I spent $500 a ticket <laughs> for these seats. Right. Those are, those are cheap Kayla Swift tickets. God. <laughs> You're an <laughs> asshole. So, I mean, here's a guy, you know, again, probably a worker, again, never been to a Jets game. So it's a big thing. Sunday night football is the only game on national TV. So everyone's watching. You, you make it from Connecticut to you know, New Jersey. You bought these tickets. You probably got a hotel for at least one night, maybe if right. not more. <clears throat> and you get belligerently drunk to watch your favorite team to not even remember the actual event. And like, even my brother was just like, yeah, he goes like, like I stopped engaging with him because like he was just so stupid because he was like drunk. Like even a Jets fan with a Jets fan, like they, like he couldn't even get, bring himself to that, you know, level. Yeah. And I was just kind of like thinking about it and I'm just like, like, wow. Right. Like what a memorable thing and all the money invested to not remember a, a whole lot you know, from, from this experience. And it just like, it, it didn't like, it baffled me. It shouldn't have surprised me, but mm. it still kind of like, you know, caught me a, a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. I think like culture, like, I mean, you know, it was interesting actually is that MetLife, I'm not sure if it's all football stadiums, but they stop alcohol sales at halftime. So by the time the third quarter starts, you know, you can't purchase any more uh, alcohol. But of course, like the culture of like tailgating and there was tons of like RVs and trucks and like big things. And there was this one thing that we saw. It must have been like a 10 foot, 15 foot table of all like hard liquor really out there. And I guess people can go up and like purchase alcohol from these people mm-hmm. you know strangers yeah um, I again, well, I'm, I'm not saying like you know like we didn't have alcohol but like not to the point of like intoxication yeah yeah. no uh, and again it was just him and I like, maybe if it was a like, larger group maybe maybe it would have been like you know different like more of like a, a party atmosphere or whatnot. but like true you know, just like I mean like bringing awareness to like you know, if you're struggling with alcohol, right, and you're into sports like football and you want to, like, tailgate, like, what's a, like, what's a safe place for you to kind of do that? And then being in a stadium, like, trapped, if you will, with probably, like, 99% of people around you, like, drinking alcohol at, like, (laughs) intense rates. Like, would that, you know? Right. So, yeah, when you think about, when you think about him wanting to talk about the game in like say a couple weeks or a week or even when he went back to work, like, Hey man, how was the game that you went to? Like he can't even really speak authentically about how it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Details. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It does suck actually. I think, I mean, and I'll say like, I think at one point he shared his age. And so like, we're talking someone who what is like 37, 38 with his wife, like next to him, who was roughly around the same age too. Like she was like drinking, but like not to the degree that like it was like, you know, he was impacted. 
Um, not nearly as like conversational or interactive or, you know, like impacted, but like, yeah, he definitely like was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a good reminder for me. I like how you did tie it back. Cause I'm actually going to a Patriots game Sunday. So yeah, it's good for me to, even though alcohol is not my thing, it can easily become my thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it's just good to, you know, have that, you know, that reminder for me, you know, that's all. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put it out there too, is that um, it was my time at Rutgers and I, I was not at the main campus, you know, where the, where the college football team is, but several years ago, I'm probably like five, 10 years ago uh, to really support, you know, students who struggle with like substance use and wanting to have like a good like football experience. Mm. Uh, I think and some universities are kind of doing it. And again, in that realm of like health and wellness and, you know, collegiate recovery is um, they they do carve out space, which is called like a a sober tailgate or something like that, or like non-using tailgate. And so folks, you know, young college students can experience stuff like that. So they can have have fun, like embrace the experience of like tailgating, but not yeah. have to like use substances to, um, you know, quote unquote get get the full experience. So I I thought that was really really neat of like changing our lens on how we view certain things, yeah. um, and how like positive it can be for not just you know those individuals, but like other people who don't intend to drink during a, a tailgating episode like can they be supported can they right can they be okay well around other people who are drinking and, and not drink because of peer pressure or because of you know uh, mm. it all being kind of like you know present so uh, mm. you know for folks that are struggling it is difficult in situations where alcohol is a relative like main feature <laughs> to these types of like things like you know sporting events um yeah but you know it, it is possible to you know, to have fun and, and, and experience it. And, it, and I, the, the thing that I love about sobriety and hearing people talk about their sober experiences is, is memory. Like when you go out with friends, you can remember the whole night. And it's yeah. not foggy. It's, it's not misinformation. It's not um, hearsay or like secondhand from somebody else, like describing it. Like you get, you get to remember <laughs> pretty much, you know, the entire night without it being skewed at all. Right. Hmm really good i like how you brought it brought it around to that i i you know i wasn't even thinking that i'm totally just thinking about you know (laughs) yeah it's left so it's i mean for for everyone else the episode might get better for you guys but for me it's just going to be straight down go straight downhill but i'll hang in there as much as i can what what a brave (laughs) co-host It's, all, it's, your it's not gonna get it's not gonna get better than that. What we the first twenty seven minutes, what we just had. Actually, the first sixteen minutes. Not that I was timing or anything. Was how long we we talked about her for, and then we veered off to more of your story at about the sixteen minute mark. So yeah. it's, it's it's funny when you say we. I don't feel like a, a consensual participant in that conversation. <laughs> Well, you're actually one of the main contributors to that conversation because without you, that conversation wouldn't have happened. 
You, you could have saw it on Instagram, I'm sure. Yeah, but I I wouldn't feel the responsibility to share it on here unless you went. You know. <laughs> so I, I I think I've said this to you. Maybe I said it even last episode. And I will say it again. Is mm. that in times like this, when there's high profile relationships in football settings and it doesn't go well, the yeah. outcome is not in favor of the athlete who gets broken up with or even <laughs> does the breaking up piece of it. So, this, oh my God, there's so much. I mean, we could literally have as long as the yeah. season goes yeah. and so, as, as, as far as the Chiefs go into the playoffs. So number one, we have a thing. We have a thing. We have a little bet that that you're gonna go. You're just gonna have the one loss that you suffered the beginning of the year at the first game, and you're gonna win the rest of your games as long as she is with him. Okay. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard of him the other day. So. She she put him on the map. There's so much. There's so much. There's so many Instagram rails and TikToks about it. It's just I I said it the other day. It's just like over flooding my my feed, you know. But there was one. There was one rail that was saying like it was like two Chiefs fans. Like I I think I sent it to you. It was I thought it was hilarious. But one of the things that were that they said in it was like. You know, one of the fans was like, well, how long are most, you know, most of her relationships? And like, he's like six weeks, you know, and they're trying to figure out, okay, so we'll win this game, this game. (laughs) (laughs) Try to do the math. Yeah, it was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, so let's let's pray on that, that the relationship will last as long as the football season lasts. And so uh, if his spirits are up and the team does well, then I I will then give some kudos to – the Swifter. Woo! And what did we bet again? Did we bet something? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Okay, so can we make a bet, like a real bet, that if you win the rest of your games and she's with him at the end of the season and you win the Super Bowl, she stays with him throughout, what do I get in this? If that does happen. <clears throat> oh, boy. I don't know. What are you what are you thinking? I'm thinking tickets to our next concert. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to cash in my 401k plan. Shut up. All right, let's move on. We can revisit it next episode or something. I don't know. Another time. We'll think of something. Another time, another conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be thinking of something more affordable. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, where, where where to pivot next? Well, I mean, I I had to go through some heavy stuff, um, that just like challenged my emotions, I guess. And um, you know, being at back at work, as people know, I started a a, a new job at a school, um, sixth grade special education. Um, and so I started that, you know, first day of school, whatever, right. You know, the beginning of school year, obviously. And about, um, 
about two, about three weeks into the school year, I get pulled out from where I'm originally assigned to cover a French seventh grade class um, of a teacher that got fired for what seems to be circumstances surrounding their alcoholism. And I shared this on the podcast, on podcast, like a few weeks back, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I, the irony around, you know, in the randomness of asking me, you know, straight crackhead guy <laughs> to cover this teacher who is struggling with alcoholism, it seems like, that got terminated is just very ironic, right? So I go in there, I'm covering, I'm covering, they're trying to find, an, you know. Adam, Adam, can you hold on for one second? Can you just tell the audience of um, how many uh, French classes have you taken in your... Yeah, so I, I was just about to get to it. So yeah, they're trying to find a teacher that, they, you know, they're, they're putting on the search and they're trying to find a, a French teacher that, you know, speaks French. <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> I I go in there and I'm like, bonjour, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right. And I have an eighth grade French teacher giving me like stuff to try to do with them and stuff. And we're learning together, you know, we're learning French together as best we can. But anyways, um, you know, so it was, it was interesting, but. Um, How many French class have you taken academically? I've taken zero, taken zero. This was my first one. Just visualize Adam in his early recovery state <laughs> in a school system educating the minds of the future <clears throat> and about, you know, what w- the foremost love language <laughs> in French. Hey, I, think I, said, I think I said that at one point. So this is the love language. So I had a lot of support from the eighth grade French teacher that would come down every few days and give me like these, these beginner French packets to, to give out to them and to, you know, do with them basically. Can, but anyway. I, let, me, let me just say, um, conversely, my experience with French. Okay. So, you know, in middle school, you had the option of, I think, depending on what school you went to, like there was like French or Spanish or like Italian, like for us in, in, in Methuen, like it was those three options. And so my, my father was just like, take French. It's, it's a very good language to, to learn, you know, whatever it can really excel things. I was like, all right, you know, young kid listening yeah. to his dad. So my very first French class was seventh grade. Okay. So took French, this seventh was seventh grade. grade. This was seventh grade. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Seventh grade, yeah. eighth grade. Yeah. I took two years of it in high school, <laughs> ninth and tenth. And then in college in Tennessee, as like an elective arts, Ooh. I took like French one and French two. <laughs> wow. So, dude, you should have helped me. You should have helped me with the class. Anyway, I mean, so. I, I probably was. I probably know significantly less than you, actually. I mean, uh, <laughs> when do I use my my French knowledge? <laughs> but continue. So, so freaking, so I'll continue. So, you know, I'm covering this guy, you know, the teacher's class got fired for the booze stuff. It seems like I, I'm doing the best I can with this. Now it's the Wednesday before the Jewish holiday on Monday, and we have like the Tuesday off. So it's midweek. We have early early release for the kids. 
all the teachers, we all have the training um, in the auditorium. Kids are gone. We're in the auditorium. The principal comes in and we're just like, all right, we're about to start the training. No, she makes this like this really difficult announcement that one of our kids, one of our <clears throat> one of our fifth grade kids um, passed away at their home the night before from a medical emergency. And we're just, you know, we're devastated. We're tearing up. We're like out of sorts, you know, obviously. And I'm like, damn, this is like, and, and to top it off, like what even like, that's not bad enough. We, she tells us that their older brother is in our seventh grade school so he has like they have you know a sibling in the school too that we interact with like pretty regularly right um so that was like another piece to it so they they screw the training they're like just go home or do whatever you gotta do to be okay as best you can like take care of your mental health blah 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 because we need to like be there now for the kiddos right so i'm like i go to walk the lake so I'm walking, I, I pull up my email, my work email, and there's an email from the principal with a script that we, that any, any, anyone that has a homeroom class, which mind you, now I do, which I didn't, to, I, I'm not assigned to a homeroom, but now I am because I'm covering this, this guy's class. Mm. You have to read this script the next morning, Thursday morning communicating in like to the students that of what happened you know that a, a fellow student passed away right and it and i'm reading and i'm reading the script as i'm walking the lake i'm like oh my god this is so heavy i'm crying like i'm and then i the probably like the rest of the day i like i practiced the script like at least five times probably right maybe more whatever it was around five <clears throat> I couldn't get through it Barbaros at all like without crying I couldn't can, like can you, can you remember like what 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 the script said like what what, what was it informing students of <sighs> it was so traumatizing I would go back to my email but I'm afraid that the times that I've gone I've gone gone to my email or done something on my phone while recording the podcast I've like lost, so I'm not gonna, but it basically, basically it was that just let it, it was letting them know that we've had a really challenging and emotional situation come up at our school. One of our, um, you know, our fellow that, you know, middle school kids passed away from a medical emergency. Um, and, you know, we want you to know that, you know, we're, you know, while while you may not have, there was a piece in there like while you not may not have known him, and that's okay. And people that you know, it, it's okay that you didn't know him well, but and you still have like emotions surrounding it, um, and just that we're there for you. If you need to speak to a counselor, please let us know. There was a little bit more in depth than that, yeah. but that was the basic gist, right? You know, we had extra counselors coming and all that stuff. So, anyways. So Thursday, so at Wednesday, late, the, late that night, I'm like, I can't practice anymore. Like, I can't get through it without crying. I'm just going to do my best and give it to God and just 
surrender to however it turns out, it turns out, you know, Thursday morning comes, I'm in the school extra early. The assistant principal comes into the, my classroom and says, Adam, I just want to check in. Um, are you okay with, are you comfortable with reading that script? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I am not fine. I just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> She's like, okay. It start coming in and morning announcements, pledge allegiance. And now this is, you know, now I have to share this information, which mo some of them or most of them may probably already know the information because the parents got an email that if they wanted to talk, if they wanted to share the news with their, if they wanted to share it with their kid, with yeah. their, that's good. If they don't, that's fine. We're going to do it the next morning, blah, blah, blah. So after the morning announcements, I'm like, guys, you know, I just want to check in with you for a few minutes around something that's come up. Like, why don't we, why don't we all have a seat? Let's put our iPads down, whatever you got going on. So and are you printing this out or are you reading from your phone? No, I said that. So I said that to get started. And then I looked at my phone, right? So now I get the email up after I see everyone's like, has my, has the attention, you know? I look at my phone. I start reading. Dude, two sentences in. Stop fucking crying. And, and I just cried throughout, basically. It was probably worse than, like, when I was even practicing it. Because, like, it, there was something more real with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and I cried through it. And, like, every time I, like, was looking at the students, my interpretation was it was just a blank affect stare like there was no nothing going on for them but that's not true i know that but like that's what it what i saw visually you know what i mean and so i you know i finished that and probably about 10 seconds goes goes by with after i finished and and one of the students um raises their hand and and it says, Mr. Taylor, can, do you think we can play a game? I'm like, oh my God, this is what we're gonna, this is what we're gonna do to cope. You know what I mean? This is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's play Silent Ball. That's a that's a, one of the games that we play, and um, and we just transitioned into into the game for like 20 minutes, and then we went about our day, and that was that was basically the interaction with it, you know, mm -hmm. um, but. I had this <clears throat> something for me to be careful of in recovery is extreme lows and extreme highs. You know, like I have to be really mindful of that stuff for me because those are the, those are easy. Those are easy um, vulnerabilities, I guess, for relapse for me. Right. Extreme highs, extreme lows. Just be really mm -hmm. mindful of it. And I was like, I was emotional. I was like emotionally hung over is what I would call it yeah. until like late afternoon Sunday. Um, so like I, you know, Wednesday we found that out, wasn't feeling great, started practicing Thursday morning, did that. And my eyes were like really heavy for like a few days. My mind was definitely not clear at all. Um, and just didn't, didn't feel kind of yucky, you know? Um, so 
about, I would say about Sunday afternoon. And my mom had, we had a birthday party for my mom Sunday afternoon. And, and mm-hmm. around that time, that's when, when I started like the, you know, it was the, the emotional hangover began to lift, I would say around that time. So, um, you know, this is an example for me of like, just, you know, walking through life circumstance, clean, not using, just doing, you know, doing like taking the next step forward and what I have to do for life. Right. Um, so yeah, but like I was you know, I, I can make a, you know, I like to make, add humor to just about, you know, so much, so much stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this fucking guy, this fucking French guy, if he didn't freaking, you know, if he wasn't on the juice, I wouldn't have to give this inf- this information to the kids, you know, but you know, whatever I, I, you know, I was, someone said, Adam, you're just, you're there you're you were meant to do it for some reason like you were meant to do that you know Hmm? the world worked itself out that you you were on to deliver the message right i mean i want to say too you and i you know talked about it is like these like impressionable what the fifth graders no, these were seventh graders. So I'm originally assigned to sixth grade special ed, but these are seventh grade. Yeah, so like impressionable, like seventh graders who, you know, again, teenage years, right? It's, you know, their bodies are changing, their minds are changing, you know, they're developing, they're learning, you know, they're, they're having some sense about them. Like how many times in, in their probably like most recent experience that adults in their lives, you know, people very close to them, family, whatever, have been like raw, emotional or authentic in front of them, right? And so the way that I interpret it is that even though they didn't kind of like respond with like, you know, sadness or whatever, it, right, it's a mixed bag. It's a public setting, right? Social setting. And so people sometimes, you know, cover that up. But it's also like them to be able to see like an adult, especially a guy, right? A male being able to be moved emotionally, Um and be okay with it. Like not having to like dismiss it or apologize for it. And then being able to like move past it. Right. Which is all right. right. Let's, let's play this game. Right. Let's like, kind of like break, like, you know, the intensity up again. So, right. uh, you know, I, I, I commend you for being able to, you know, like show that vulnerability that you didn't control, you couldn't control and should not have to control. Uh, but I think it was an awesome lesson for this seventh graders to just, see something like like that and, and it's not like you're crying over because you know they canceled you know gym club right right it's something right. Of, you know, a small you know a chid child you know lost you know their lives yeah you know, <clears throat> so like right and the the piece i i meant to i meant to um throw in there was the first thing that i think of <clears throat> And that got me really, that started with me getting like really upset over it, like in the auditorium when I first heard that, that the child passed was, um, and like, before I say it, no one else, probably very little to no one would think this way. Right. But my first thought is I have overdosed a million times. Mm. I have, um, there were at least three times that I'm aware of that I was 
unconscious for a significant amount of time, right, that went by. And here's this kid, <clears throat> here's this child that's starting, you know, looking forward to a, a great, exciting new year, you know, school year, and their life, and all this great stuff, and, um, you know, making new friends and all this stuff. And, and here I am, you know, junkie Adam, fucking alive and well, you know what I mean? It just, that's what I, and that really started me with getting really upset about the whole thing, you know, and I made it about me really. And it's not, you know, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's right. He's like, you know, you know, I, I think I, I use this also technique like in, in, in therapy where, you know, sometimes we, we dismiss our own emotions, like either like higher or lower, you know, for in, in comparing our experiences, you know, with someone else's, right. Yeah. Your situation with, you know, overdoses. Yes. It's sad, right. It's, it's, you know, drug related. This young kid's death, right. Is tragic and sad. And, you know, there is that kind of pseudo relationship with your experience w with his, but yours is in independent. And, and so is his, right. I, I think like, there's an opportunity here for you. And what I tell clients is, is to practice more gratitude versus like contrasting or comparing one's experiences to like someone else's to either like have gratitude or try to identify gratitude or yeah. try to like humble oneself to like one's own experiences. And emotionally it doesn't work like hump, like being humble and being grateful, like only works for like tangible things like, Hey, I'm grateful that I have, you know, a bad to sleep. Car, right? I, have, I have a used car. I'm 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 humbled with that. I, I'm not comparing this car to like a Merce like a, a 2023 Mercedes, right? That's yeah. that of you know difference with like more tangible items. But when it comes to emotions and and that kind of you know dismissal, it really isn't helpful to like develop or even experience gratitude. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it's pretty much it. That was you know that was a little that was about a week ago now, whatever. So yeah, no, well, I mean, thanks. Yeah, thanks for putting it out there. So they, and... Hey, they they hired. So they hired a new French teacher, right? They they hired <laughs> someone, and so they bring you know this. Um, the eighth grade French teacher brings the new French, the seventh grade French teacher of a new teacher to my class. Right. <clears throat> and it's like end of the day. And I don't have, I didn't have any students in there. And um, so I get introduced to her and I end up sitting down with her for like an hour or so, just giving her the lowdown of like, you know, the students and stuff. Right. And what's been going on. Right. I'm like, I'm like, this class is a disaster. This kid's this, you know, the whole thing, right? And uh, number one, she asks, she goes, how do you deal with the real troubled ones? Like she hasn't, she doesn't, she hasn't, she doesn't have any experience working, teaching in a public school. Other school settings she does, not public, which can be a big, a big difference for some people, right? Sure. But like she's like, how do you, Adam? How have you been dealing with the real trouble, the real troublemakers? Is what how she put it. I'm like, oh, what I've been doing is just sending him to to sit out in the hallway, and then usually Mrs. O'Leary 
will just walk by and like make fun of him for being out there. And that's kind of how that goes. <laughs> She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's what's been going on. And then, um, and then I said, I said, Hey, so, um, you know, was it cool if I visit, you know, once a month or whatever, I told the students I would visit every so often to see how their French is coming along since I left. Right. And she has, this lady has the nerve to say, I can only enter her class if I'm going to speak French. What the fuck? What do you mean, lady? I just like covered this class for two and a half weeks and you're going to force me to speak French to visit the students. I was like irritated about it. Um, I'm like, I'm like, okay, like that, like that was my response. You should you should explain to her how how painstaking doing this class was. <laughs> she knows I done it. I don't know French. She knows. Why would like, you re-traumatize me by making me do right. right? Oh my god! And like, not to mention, like the student. <laughs> I didn't even think of this. The students will be so caught off guard <laughs> that I'm visiting, and now I'm speaking French. <laughs> They're like, dude, you didn't speak to us French at all. Dude, I, I, I didn't speak French to the entire classes, and then I come back to visit. <laughs> yeah, now you're in French. Oh my god, that's right. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Mr. I can see him now. Mr. Taylor, I didn't think you knew French. I'm like, oh, I had to learn it to be able to visit you guys. You didn't hear? <laughs> oh my god. The, the tight ship this teacher runs. <laughs> So, anyways, that's that's the story. <laughs> that's the lowdown for this week. Yeah, that's the story. All right. Well, you know, thanks for thanks for sharing. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I think the audience, you know, can definitely take a, you know several things, you know, from you know. I think you know the whole thing. So, um, you know, hopefully it, it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and now we transition. Um, for newcomers, if you don't know what that ridiculous sound is, that's our transition music from the majority of our segments, you know, uh, of the podcast to the segment of the podcast that we always end with, which we affectionately call the five controversies, where I throw out a couple of options that I think are contrasting each other and we have to kind of pick it one versus the other, which Adam never uh, plays along correctly with this. And then we, we, we battle it out. So we do five of them uh, a night. So if you are listening, please play at home or play wherever you are listening uh, podcast, which a lot of our audience members do get a kick out of, um, uh, you know, the controversies and yeah. if anyone has any suggestions of controversies that they've thought of and passionate about, send them our way. We will incorporate it into uh, the show, The Five Controversies. All right. So you ready for the first one? Hold on. <clears throat> Breathe in. Breathe out. Lies. Cough drop in. Water. Sip of water. Good. All right. Okay. Visualize one choice, not two choices or circumstantial choices. Okay. Choice. Okay. 
All right. First one's a doozy, so I'll buckle up. Raspberry versus Blackberry. You, you have to pick one. Uh, um, I go Blackberry. I don't really like either, but if I have, have to have one, I would go Blackberry. I think they're not as tardy as the ra- the raspberry. Mm. I don't like the tarty, the tart of the raspberry. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's, that's a good reason. Um, it was interesting. Uh, growing up, uh, we lived in, a, before we moved to Methuen, we lived in, a, had, lived in an apartment in, uh, in Lawrence and our neighbor in the backyard had wild blackberries growing and like there's a bunch of kids. So we would just like inhale blackberries as like a snack. Um, <laughs> So I have like this historical emotional side to like blackberries. It will always bring me back to that moment. But I've discovered more raspberries as an adult. And I would encourage the audience, including you, Adam, if you go out for breakfast, order raspberry pancakes. Okay. All right. That tart, that tartiness with yeah. that maple syrup and like the fluffiness of the pancake. Woo! Yeah. That, huh. that is a dream come true, kids. That's a dream come true. All right. All right. All right. Ne- next one. And I think we, we've all done this either consciously or kind of unconsciously because we probably did it a million times. Do you do milk before cereal or cereal then milk? Cereal then milk. Any reason why? Or is there a philosophy behind yeah, the practice? There but let me let me conceptualize let me let me try to wrap my mind around the the why the concept um i i think i get somehow a better a better gauge on on not allowing when i do it that way i get there's a better gauge on the cereal not overflowing like over the dish like on the on the table onto the table if that makes sense Mm -hmm. i can i can control it better (laughs) making sense yes hopefully somebody in the audience is resonating with out of our 47 listeners um hopefully one out of 47 it makes sense to okay if, if any one of the 47 audience members who are listening to this podcast knows what the hell Adam is talking about, please email the attic and the counselor at gmail.com and you will make not only Adam's day, but you'll probably make his month if you can acknowledge that that, that is a struggle for other people too. Yep. Just one other person. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you need is one. Um, <laughs> for me, it definitely is uh, cereal, then milk. And anytime, like, I've been, like, whatever, like, not with it, and I do it the opposite way, it doesn't feel right. So the conditioned kind of response to it all. When I put the cereal in and then I gauge the milk, I like my milk to be somewhat visible above the surface of the cereal. I like, like to a certain degree a very slight crunch in any cereal that 
I eat. I want some sogginess to kind of go along with it. That brings me an ultimate joy when it comes to cereal experience. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was nothing better. Like as a kid, my go-to cereal was Fruity Pebbles. And there, there was nothing like, like when all the Fruity Pebbles were gone and you had just like some milk there and it was the Fruity Milk that was mm-hmm. there from, you know, the Fruity Pebbles soaking in. Oh, oh my God. God. It was almost like strawberry milk. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, same thing with like Cocoa Puffs. Like after yeah. cocoa, eating Cocoa Puffs, you have like chocolate milk. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Although I... I I'm not like a chocolate breakfast person at all. So, but yeah, <laughs> same, same idea. Same concept. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I know uh, you want chocolate and chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. yeah. 100%. Um, all right. Third controversy for the night. On your phone currently, mm. are your apps in a succinct folder or a collection? Right. Or is it just complete chaos? Every app is individual and you have like five pages to swipe through to find an app on your phone. There's no rhyme or reason or in synced order to any of my apps. And I have to go finding <laughs> that through a few pages of apps to get to the one that I'm looking for. How, how, many, how many pages do you have on, on your home screen? Not actually, not a lot. I have three. Uh, that's that's too many, actually. Yeah. According to science and research that I've done extensively, that's too many pages. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So. Thank you, Barbaros, and you. <laughs> me. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a big folder guy. I uh, it feels yeah. more. No, you. Oh my God, you threw me off. Oh my God, (laughs) you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) So surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So like, if I download new apps, I will then combine them with similar apps, so they're all in kind of one page or one group, and I can kind of like navigate them. But I only have two pages so the main page on my phone you you swipe once and there's that other page anything more than that i i think is way too much and so either you gotta delete apps or you gotta condense them into uh folders of, of like-minded apps uh for more for more organization all right and if Very i good. ever see anyone's phone and they have more than two pages you will 100 percent hear about it that will okay. not be something that i'm going to filter out <laughs> you're gonna get raw barbaros with <laughs> all right the apps okay all right controversy number four for tonight salad versus garden salad i didn't hear what you said caesar Sit. salad versus garden salad caesar is my go-to garden is <laughs> is there's a lot there's a lot of distance between caesar and a million other salads to garden um Ooh, yeah, bold. <clears throat> yeah, so Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. I mean, the taste, it's different. You got the, you know, the cheesiness a little bit or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, got a little, little fishy to it, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, my, my taste buds go there. Okay. <clears throat> 
kind of an easy one. Huh? Kind of an easy one for me. Easy one. I've gone back and forth with this. I've definitely, obviously, as an adult, I've experienced both of them. But visually, the Caesar salad looks naked. It looks empty. Like a garden salad has all the stuff. Yeah. Cubes, tomatoes, onions. You might have like a rando, like olive or something like that. Caesar salad is just romaine lettuce and Caesar dressing and possibly like Parmesan cheese. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think no olive in Caesar. Versus Caesar. There's no olives in Caesar, right? I don't think traditionally. Yeah, we're trying to think. I love olives. Yeah, Yeah, I go Caesar. Okay. All right. All right. Do you? Do you? Sticking by it, my man. (laughs) I will not change for anybody. (laughs) Um, All right. Last one for the night. All right, last one. Another another food. I mean, tonight's controversy were four out of five questions were about food. So, yeah, what's that about for you? <laughs> you know where my heart is. <laughs> so, imagine a plate full of food. Okay. Do you tend to eat the least favorite and then end with your favorite, or do you start with the favorite and then end with the least favorite? food on your plate it's a very good question barbaros and i will give you a very good adam taylor answer (laughs) damn it (laughs) no what no what i'm what i'm known to do is to eat all the sides first then go for the entree whatever that is and the entree is usually the best part of the dish right so I mean, I would say I, I'd go for least favorite to to best, right? Say the best for last. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm eating everything else and and saving the entree for last. And I don't like to do, although I've done it, you know, I've done it before. But especially when people that like have cooked for me, like are they're waiting to hear how like the steak is or something, and like I know that they're waiting. <laughs> I'll take a bite out of it. Like I'll break my own rule and take a bite out of it. So I can just comment and say, Oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> so, so, but typically I, I eat everything and then I'll eat the entree last. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think I, um, I, I don't like, I, I didn't really say it like the way I wanted to say it, but I do not mix like foods together or anything like that. I like everything separated as much as possible. They can be touching, but like, especially I would not like, I normally would not have like a bite of mashed potatoes and then some string beans. I would eat all my mash. I would eat all my string beans and then I would eat the steak. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, actually, it's a pretty common, actually pretty common, but it is a common uh, eating habit for, for folks. Just yeah, putting it out there. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not so weird. Yeah, um, thanks for normalizing yeah. my eating habit. 
appreciate that. Um, hey, hey, I'm normal. I'm normal. Look, guys. Hey, hey, you over there, down there on the sidewalk. I'm normal. <laughs> that was just weird. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I want. I want to say, like, I I want the favorite thing on the plate, but I don't. I will like reserve things that are like most enjoyable to the end to fully enjoy uh, that whole experience. So I'm just like you. I will tend to get rid of the least favorite thing on the plate first and work my way up uh, to the most enjoyable thing and really embrace that experience when it, when it, when it comes to like multiple foods on, on one plate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my deal. Beautiful. So we're similar in a couple ways tonight. Couple, couple, couple. Couple ways. Couple ways. So, yeah. yeah. So that who was are, the what? Who are the Chiefs playing? Uh, we are playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Okay. Taylor Swift will not be at that show at that game. I don't know. If, so I'm living, you know, what I'm realizing is that I'm living, I'm getting, what would you call it? Secondary, secondary starstruck through you, through your experience. Great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I could be there for you. Yep. Living vicariously through Bavros, through his uh, recent football game experience. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yep. Not hate you <laughs> alright so that's the end of the show hopefully you all enjoyed it hopefully you got something from it once again if there's a topic a subject matter an experience that you want uh, for us to kind of dive into we will not say no we will say yes we will put our all into uh, that subject matter and I'll so say please... no I'll say no you might not say no but I'll say no, no. I don't think you've said no yet um so the email is the addict and the counselor at gmail.com, all one word, the addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Please follow us, listen to us on any and all podcast uh, platforms, uh, Amazon Music Podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify Podcast. And um, if you are listening on Spotify, there's an opportunity to comment right within. Uh, the show to let us know how we're doing uh, likes, dislikes, anything you want us to kind of concentrate on. Uh, yes. I saw that we got a couple of those this last. Yeah. Last. Very much. People yeah. Thank you guys for commenting on the Spotify app. I, we really appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is about, you know, you all and uh, hopefully, you know, you're getting a kick out of it. You're, you're learning something, uh, you know, yeah, that's really, really important for us uh, to have, you know, an impact to people who listen. Um, and um, just to kind of set up the next episode, we will have a, a guest come on and share their experience with, you know, substance, substance use addiction and recovery. And, you know, please, uh, you know, tune in for uh, next week's episode. Uh, it, it will be a good one for sure. Can't wait. All righty. Can't wait. I'll talk, I'll talk to you soon. All righty. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right.